Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Well, this is the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This week's episode is brought to you by WinView Games, and they're the sports prediction leader and home for pregame and live prop contests. You can play against your league mates, you can play against your family, your friends, or play against your co-host and finally settle debate on who knows their stuff best. This week, we're going to be covering all of the Thanksgiving games for your Thursday night football. Very excited to cover all of them. Winview.tv slash doc. Get your $100 deposit match when you go and sign up. It is super, super fun. We're going to throw the graphics up in a minute so you guys get to see and join in all the fun. But Tate, how the hell are you? I'm super excited that we're live. We haven't done a live in forever. It's, I know. I don't know what to do with myself. My voice is cracking. No, I... What do I do with my hands? You know what? To hell with Happy Wednesday. I, you know what? Just fast forward another 27 minutes in Eastern Standard Time. Happy Thanksgiving for anybody that is joining us live right now. It's good to be back live with you, Sam. I missed you. Oh, I miss you too going live. It's super fun. I feel like our energy is always pretty darn good on our show. That's one thing that I do love about our show is we match each other's energies well. But when we're live, it's something special. I know, and I know I haven't had any alcohol yet either. It's like I'm so excited. Anyway, um, yes, splendid. Uh, the, the the live vibes. I'm feeling it. Let's go. We got some Winview games to jump into, and a lot of Thanksgiving football, and really a lot of fun to dissect. Dissect six teams that are all coming off of losses, including one winless team on the season, the Detroit Lions, which is an annual tradition up here in Detroit and Michigan, watching their team lose every thanksgiving <laughs> we've got chris emmerich tuning in Th appreciate you chris live vibes yes yes we've got the live vibes going on today oh. and guys these are going to be played on winview games go ahead and head over to winview.tv doc get your first deposit matched up to a hundred dollars it's free money go ahead and do that and we're going to pull these games right up i'm not going to delay or stall any longer we are adding this up to the screen so you guys can see all the matchups that we do and we're going to be starting of course with the first game, that's just going to be the Bears versus the Lions. Now, Ugh. I mean, before you go, because I know it's not the most exciting thing, but, <laughs> I mean, could this be the one where, could, could the Lions get their first win in this one? Is that crazy? Am I crazy to even think that? Definitely not crazy. You're not crazy, Sam. Um, we've been recording together for a long time, and I can say definitively that you're not crazy. Ah, um Maybe a little delusional about your Steelers from time to time, but that's... Hey, you know what? We Whoa. had a mess, amazing comeback this weekend. It was fantastic. Like, it was amazing up until the last, like, three minutes when it really sucked. But we did show that we have we have fight left in us. <laughs> Look, I mean, you're talking about fighting, too. I mean, it's that that's kind of the, the four Fs of Thanksgiving that are involved with the Tate family. Fighting, family, food, football. And I'm just so happy to invite you into my virtual family right now to be able to Thank tell you. you what's what when it comes to these Winfew games. So, right, as let's, always, let's break it down. Let's go to the let's first go, question. Let's go. Let's go. There's always 10 questions. If you guys haven't played Winview before, there's 10 questions that are a part of their props. And so, we're just going to go through, right through the list. And they're always yes or no props. And they tend to have really fun verbiage like and or either's. We'll get to it. It's a lot of fun. So Chicago wins the game by three or more points. That is the question I am now posing to you, Tate. Yes or no on that? I'm calling the upset. I'm going with the Detroit Lions actually going to win their first game of the 2021 season. Jared Goff's going to be back under center. The Chicago Bears have Andy Dalton going. No Justin Fields on Thursday, Sam. So 
not that Dalton Dalton actually came in and played pretty well uh, last Sunday when Justin yeah. Fields went out. He um, threw a 60-yard touchdown to Darnell Mooney. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, but that that being said, it just there was whispers, mm. reports that Matt Nagy was potentially going to be fired in season um, there in Chicago. And I mean, it's a long time coming. I mean, obviously, I, f- I feel like he's lost the locker room. Um, yeah. It would feel like it would almost be fitting on a, like a nationally televised game, Thanksgiving, that Matt Nagy comes up short against a winless football team, and this yeah. could be the game that could finally seal the fate for Matt Nagy's era in Chicago coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, obviously you hate for that kind of a thing to happen on a holiday. You never want that to happen ever. But at the same time, I mean, just looking at the way these two teams match up, and for me, just looking at the Lions have nothing to lose besides obviously just getting one more loss on their record. So I feel like they're going to come out pretty strong in this one. And I also really like DeAndre Swift in this one. I mean, he's someone that was up and down and up and down. He's finally broken the up and down and had two back-to-back amazing weeks. Um, And I just feel like he's going to take that role. And even if Tim Boyle gets a couple little looks in because Goff isn't 100%, I'm not really worried about that. And they've got the best one of the best tight ends in the league in TJ Hawkinson so I feel like and he's their target leader I feel like they're going to be able to make the upset I'm with you on this I'm going to go with no as well I think that's a pretty fair margin and love love that for them I'm just I got a feel for Detroit fans maybe it's an early Christmas gift for them because they've had to endure other than tying your Steelers it's been a rough season Thank you. I knew he wouldn't make it through this episode without bringing jab. it up at least once. I got Thank you. I jabbed you. Thank you. One jab. One jab. Uh, every time. Okay. Sorry. Um, question number two. Both teams combined to score 42 or more points in this game. Now, if you think that the Lions are going to pull the upset, do we think this is going to be a sneaky shootout? Or do we think that this is just going to be a bit of a kind of fumbling and slow going game overall? Because, I mean, I, 42 feels like a lot for these two teams. Are you trying to go Chris Berman on me and go ramble, bamble, stamble? No, um, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's a pretty low point total for an NFL game. Um, okay. I, I don't think it's gonna be a pretty game, but that could also include uh, some ugly performances on defensive side of the football. So for that, right. I'm gonna go ahead and say that yeah, I think 42 or both teams will combine for that for that amount. All right. I don't mind that. I'll agree with you there and go on to question number three. Detroit rushes for more total yards than Chicago in this game. I'm actually going to go with no. Uh, you know, David Montgomery's back. So, um, I, I it, yeah, DeAndre Swift's look great. I understand that he's, what, posted back-to-back 100-yard outings. Um, At like least he had, 130 yards or more in the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, 33 in week 10. 33 carries anyway. And then uh, mm-hmm. I think he had like 14 last week where he was just – he was – balling out but yep. uh I, i'm actually gonna go with uh, david montgomery um i actually feel like he's gonna be have a little bit more involved um than people think yeah i think he, he had a bit of a quiet return last week so i think this definitely shapes up to be a good game for him to come back on there's no little red question marks next to his name he looks 100 good to go so i agree with you there i want to go no as well on to question number four swift records a receiving touchdown in this game Interesting one. Um, I mean, the 4.2, you know, this is where I want to use my risk-free shot um, okay. on 750, um, just in case I miss this one so it doesn't come count against us. But I could definitely see DeAndre Swift doing some damage in the passing game out of the backfield uh, in this okay. game. So 
I, I'm actually going to go ahead and say yes, and uh, I want to use that risk-free shot. All right. You're going to say yes and go with the risk-free shot. Do you want to explain to the kids watching what the risk-free shot is 100%? So how it comes to scoring points with these WinView contests, when you wager 250 500 750 you actually either make that amount or you lose that amount uh, based off of whether you get the question right or not. So, I mean, of course, whether you answer yes or no, you doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that it's multiplying whatever your wager is times whether you get the answer right or wrong now. So uh, the risk-free, all it does is alleviate that risk if you get it wrong that you don't actually lose any points. Yep. We love it for that. And that's also huh. the reason why that Tate and I also always do 750 on everything else because we're all in on our answer. Mm-hmm. 100%. Go big or go home. Exactly. Let's go. Let's yes, go. And hit the risk free. On to the next one. Number five. Montgomery rushes for 85 or more total yards in this game. Based on what you just said, it feels like this is going to be a yes again from you. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going yes on this one. I think it's a big game for D- David Montgomery. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I feel like the, the Lions, I mean, though I do feel like this could be an upset, and I agree with you, I feel like they could come away with the win. I don't think it's going to be a pretty win, and I do think that they are a team that you can still very much run on, and I think Montgomery's going to have a really good game as well. So I agree with you there. Number six, both teams combined to pass for 425 or more total yards in the game. I will say yes. 425 for both quarterbacks is definitely doable. Um I could see one of them throwing for over 250, and then the other just has to throw for around 200. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm with that. Yeah. The math says it speaks for itself. I agree with you there. I feel like it, based on what numbers they've put up before, I mean, Goff, when healthy, has had 200 or more yards in every game this season. So that's not really outside the lines for him. And Andy Dalton is a professional quarterback. He's going to be able to keep the, go- the ball moving. It's, it's going to be fine. So I agree with you there. Going to go yes. On to the next one, number seven. We have three games to get to, so that's why I'm kind of going quickly. We, we've got a lot to cover in all of these questions. Yeah, number catch your seven. breath. Okay. <laughs> Either team records four or more total sacks in this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Uh, and even though uh, Chicago's without Khalil Mack, uh, I'm still going to go ahead and say that, you know, a, a hampered golf is mm-hmm. going to get sacked once or twice. Uh, and then Andy Dalton, too. I mean, that offensive line for the Chicago Bears has had issues all season long. So for me, yeah, I'm definitely thinking there's at least four sacks somewhere amongst these two teams uh, throughout this contest. So either team records four or more. So that would, again, mean that... Oh, that oh I thought it was both teams combined. Oh, I can't see, read. This is I can't read. That they like to use. Shh, our, our boy Josh over at Winview. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get me. He got me there. Uh, either, either team. Ah, uh, I. That would mean that that would mean that either the Lions get four sacks or the Bears get four sacks. This is not a both situation, which Winview does have a lot of both kind of questions. So that's kind of going to push me towards the no category. I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's a little high. They could each get two, but. Not one I would say th- if it was three, I'd say yes, but okay. it four four's a little high. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. So we're gonna go with the no. Glad I read that again for you. Just trying to thank fill you. In the blank. Thank you. You saved me. Thank no you. No problem. Reading is hard. Um, Watch them have six sacks tomorrow. The Bears. I know. <laughs> Just gonna go off. Um, either team records two or more interceptions in the game. Either team. Oh, I will. I'll go ahead and say yes. Uh, I, I could see either of these quarterbacks. 
um, throwing two picks in this game. So I'll, I'll go ahead and if we both think it's going to be somewhat ugly of a football game offensively, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a couple mistakes that are made by one of these two quarterbacks. Uh, and even if we, like you said, Boyle ends up making an appearance for Jared Goff, um, you know, we could also see him kind of jump in and who knows if he makes a mistake. Uh, so yeah, I'll go ahead and say yes. Yep, I agree there. We're going to put yes as well. Number nine, Detroit kicks a successful field goal for 47 or more yards in this game. This is weird. Um, weird. You like to pick your questions. It's weird. I will say, oh, okay. I'll say yes. I mean, is it feasible that the Detroit offense stalls right around the 25-yard line or something? Well, like around the 30, 35, and they have to settle for three? Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and say yes, they do. Yeah, why the hell not? What the exactly? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? All right, number ten, last one on this game, and then we're moving on to the Dallas game next. This one says any defensive player records ten or more total tackles in the game. Yeah, give me Roquan Smith. Absolutely, um, Roquan's one of the best uh, tackle machines in the National Football League. One of the best sideline to sideline linebackers um, we've seen in a while. So yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll say yes with my prediction being. That it's uh, Roquan. All right. I love that. All right. that That's all of it for that matchup. We're going to go to the next one. Now, this is where Winview likes to store all of your contests. And you can do multiple ones. And since I have this open, I'll go ahead and pull it up. You don't have to just do football. They've got basketball up in here, too. They've got every single sport in here. They're all really fun. And then they just collect into your little My Contest tab. And this is just super fun. You see me just having fun with the user interface here? I'm just I'm loving it. I know you, you, you've said fun like three or four times in the span of like one sentence. I, you know what's impressive. really funny? I haven't had coffee in almost two months, and this is how much energy I have at like 845 for no coffee in me. That's pretty good. Wow. That's okay. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I just finished an energy drink, and it's like 11 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time over here. So, yeah. Ouch. I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'm not going to sleep. (laughs) All right. So Winview is going to kick this one off. Raiders versus the Cowboys. First question right off the bat. The Raiders win this game. No, uh, they are. <laughs> sorry, I don't. Not to disparage our Las Vegas Raider fan base that's probably listening live because they're over on the West Coast. West Coast, I, West Coast. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's warm here. It's warm here. I, I win this argument. It was like eighty today. Okay, don't talk. You know, now you're just being mean. Like, uh, you know, I'm stuck up here in Michigan where I'm freezing my ass off. It's already snowed earlier this week. Thanks, great, good, great, grand, wonderful. No, the Las Vegas Raiders are not going to win this football game. They're in a free fall right now. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a weird, weird, weird year with, you know, Henry Ruggs and John Gruden and all Mm. that stuff. Uh, A lot of it's negative, and it kind of stopped any momentum that the Raiders did have going this season. Dallas coming off of an embarrassing loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, they have no Amari Cooper, and as of right now, C.D. Lamb practiced today, but he is still recovering. Limited, limited, and he suffered a concussion last week. I I mean, I think he's going to play. It seems like those reports are suggesting that he's going to be available, which is a big win for the Dallas offense. Um, But, yeah, I I think Big D gets it done at home, and uh, the Raiders continue to – you know, not really be able to figure it out uh, amongst all the turmoil. No, I agree with you there. I'm going to go ahead and click on to the next question while I um, bring this up. But something too, I mean, looking at, you know, the offensive weapons for the Raiders and obviously Darren Waller is someone that he's a fantastic tight end. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the best. He's amazing at the position, but 
it's kind of frustrating when you see games like the last one where he had uh, so many targets and he was fully in the mix. I think it was the second or the leading target holder for the week. He had eight targets. And then Foster Moreau comes in and just vultures a touchdown, which is just super fun and delightful and random for anyone that I'm sure is feeling the pain as I was last week. Um, but it's just, it's kind of frustrating because it's just not been consistent for any single player week in and week out. Oh, it's Brian Edwards this week and then he disappears the next week. Josh Jacobs is having up and down weeks as well. I mean, you love the targets that he saw last week, but it's just... It's not consistent right now, and I think it speaks to just how scattered the entire Raiders organization feels right now, um, and that that really sucks. But let's go to question two. Both teams uh, combined. I, was, as I wanted to use something. I wanted to use oh. Fosters. It's Australian for vulture. Anyway, wow. Come, come on. It's an old commercial from the nineties. I, I know that commercial. <laughs> Foster Moreau. All right, whatever. Next question. God, I can't participate. Fine. <laughs> So funny. All right, both teams combined to score fifty-two or more points in this game. Let's go ahead and say yes. I think the uh, I do think the Dallas offense has uh, a productive day, um, yeah. and I think the Raiders will be able to keep it close through the first two and a it'll half quarters. Yeah, but be, I feel like it'll be a close first half for them, and then I could see Dallas just absolutely blowing them out of the water on that one. But I agree. I feel like 52 is a reasonable score for this week. So I'm going to agree and we're going to go to the next question. Derek Carr passes for more total yards than Dak Prescott in this game. I'll say yes. Um, I believe that the Raiders are probably going to be playing from behind against the Cowboys for the majority of the game. They may get the first score on the board, but uh, for me, I'm going to go with Carr having to try to throw them into this game. Um, I just, I, I feel for, for Carr because um, yeah, outside of Darren Waller, it's, I mean, and Hunter, Ren Hunter Renfro's actually had a really, really, really good year, but, um, um, Prescott too, you know, potentially we don't know about CD lamb yet. No. So if CD lamb's unavailable, then the answer to this is a slam dunk. Yes. For Derek Carr. But, um, even if lamb is a go, I'm still going to go with Derek Carr. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, you know, if, if they can get out early, this could be just a good, you know, not just a Zeke game, but a big Tony Pollard game. And they can just run out and let let that game script kind of work in their favor. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Derek Carr throwing for just a little bit more than Dak Prescott. Number four, either Josh Jacobs or Ezekiel Elliott rush for a touchdown in this game. I would either say yes. Yeah, I would say either of them. Yeah, for I would say very, very, very certain on this one. So I, I don't know about you, though. No, I'm I'm 100 certain as well. I feel like either of them could rush for a touchdown. I feel like if I had to bet between the two, I would say Zeke. But I feel like um, you know this is an easy slam dunk yes for me as well. Hell, I'd almost want to go yes for both, um, but it has to be a rushing touchdown. So yes, that also kind of comes into play. But they're they're both do a lot of their damage on the ground. So let's yeah, let's go. Let's go. Number let's five, go. Both teams combined to rush for 220 or more total yards in the game. Both teams combined mm. for 200 points. So that's a both. What's your initial thought? My initial thought is yes. I mean, mostly because though I don't know that this is going to be a huge Josh Jacobs day, I feel like but between Zeke and Pollard, and then it's going to be a bit scattered too for the Raiders, I feel like I feel like 220 is not an easy number to hit, but I feel like it's very doable. I feel like between Pollard and and... Zeke, they'll probably be around 150 combined. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, can Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake or whoever else is going to be contributing in that Raiders backfield, can they get 70? Yes. I'll, I'll go ahead and go with, with yes on this one. Yeah. It's close, though. It's a little close. A little close. Almost thought about the risk-free, but we'll, we'll save it. All right. We'll save it for one more. All right. Crosby records one or more total sacks in this game. Mm. He's kind of due. I think he's due for one. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. Yeah, no, I agree as well. I feel like he's due for one and going to put that in. Number seven, Trayvon Diggs records an interception in this game. I want to hit yes on this. He is also due. He is so due for another interception. And what better time than prime time than Thanksgiving to get an interception? Against your boy Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I, I would probably say no, but, uh, you know, let's go ahead. I mean, I, I've, I've gotten the tiebreakers a lot on this one, so let's let's roll with it. Let's, it's, it's five times your, your wager, so hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, so should I do the risk-free on this? I think so. I mean, because it's, right. to get a pick is, whew, it's not easy. Okay, when he gets two picks, I'm just going to, I'll FaceTime you. <laughs> FaceTime me, hit me up on Twitter, make make fun of me. That's at, all good. All the at, all the at. Stop adding me. <laughs> uh, number eight, either team kicks three or more successful field goals in this game. No, three or more. Three is kind of high, don't you think? Yeah, three feels a bit high. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, two I'd be okay with, but no, threes, eh, no. Yeah, nah. a bit unnecessary, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Number nine, more points are scored in the first half than the second half of the game. What is this wackiness? That. What is this wackiness? Just uh, you take this one. I know it's such a weird question. Um, I'd say no. I think actually the second half is going to see more you points. Think it's going to be more fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. teams kind of get off to a little bit of a slow start, Rocky. and then uh, and then you know the Raiders pick forth. Raiders mm-hmm. pick up some garbage time tutties. like yep. garbage time just to keep them in it. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. More. Did I read that right? More points in the first half? No. So you think there's going to be more points in the second half? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that I was reading that way. right. See, I it's I got your back. I got reading you. Is hard. Reading is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But what can I say? Um, all right. Last question for this game. Then we're moving on to the last one of Thursday Night Football. A touchdown is scored in every quarter of the game. These weird questions. Come on, Winview. Making Thanksgiving <laughs> stressful on me. It's already stressful enough. No, um, sure, what the hell? Really three, three, three and a half, three and a half times the wager. You know, we're scared money don't make money here at uh, the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. I should make a t-shirt with your face on it that says that. Scared money don't make money. You, what face do you want me to make? I'm one of the, like, these finger guns ones. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Gosh. It's got to be good. Come on. Oh, God. That's like a that's like a dad thing. I get it. I'm a dad You're now. You're a dad. Come I on. know. I know. It's totally in your wheelhouse. It makes uh, perfect sense. All right. The last one to cover is going to be the Bills versus the Saints. This is a weird game for me in my mind because the Bills have not looked how they should look at all. The mm-hmm. Saints are playing without Kamara. They're playing with Trevor Simeon, who's sneakily the third best quarterback in fantasy right now, which doesn't make any sense either. Whoa. Um, it's just, it, it's a very, it's a weird game to me. Like, like what? How is this happening? Um, and then the Falcons beat the Saints like a couple weeks ago. And that's still, a, I wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, how did that happen? And then I fall back asleep. Um, but still, this is just, it's a weird matchup for me. Is that not the same for you? It's in Buffalo. I thought it was in New Orleans. 
No, I have in my notes that it's in Buffalo. Unless I wrote it wrong. Which is totally possible. <laughs> well, generally, I mean, we're looking at the screen right now. It says Buffalo on the left, New Orleans on the right. Normally, the team on the right is the home team. But if you say it's in Buffalo, then it's in Buffalo. I believe ESPN, you. It says, it says it in Buffalo. Okay. Well, then, you know, hey, they're they're never wrong. Well. They could totally be wrong. They, they could be totally wrong. Oh, no, wrong. wait. I, I think I read that wrong. Here we go. Yep. It, yeah. Okay, so while while New Orleans is not an easy place to play football, right? Um, I expect this to be a get-right game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, who all of a sudden now are in a dogfight in the AFC East with the New England Patriots. Like, yeah, they've lost they lost bad to Jacksonville, then they lost even worse to the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor touched up this team to the point of finding pay dirt five different times. Nuts. Yeah, but. You already mentioned it. They don't have to worry about Alvin Kamara. And for that reason, even though the Saints have been pretty pretty good on defense for the most parts this season, I expect Josh Allen and them to, to get right in this game and uh, kind of make this one a little bit ugly. All right. So with That's that, my take. I don't know. I mean, but am I underestimating the Saints here? Tell me. No, no, I don't think that you are. I, I, I agree. I feel like of of the two, I would pick. I'm going to pick the Bills to win as well. I feel like this has to be a get right game for Josh Allen. I mean, he's got so much to prove in this division, and he's he's due. The Bills are due for a big game, and hopefully that's what happens here. So to go off of this first question, the game is decided by six points or fewer. Do you feel like this has of the three games, this is more likely to be the one that's a blowout, or do you feel like this one's going to be close? I'm trying to bank on the fact that I still think the Bills are a contender in the AFC, and I still think that Josh Allen is not just a very good quarterback. I think he's an elite-level quarterback. But mm -hmm. the problem is he's been erratic this season. And, I mean, we saw that kind of erratic, inconsistent, volatile performances to start his career, right? And he looked like he really took that next step last season and – He's shown glimpses of it, but he doesn't look quite as consistent this season. But I look for him, who's probably hearing all kinds of noise about, you know, what's wrong with the Bills, what's wrong with Josh Allen, blah, 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 blah. I expect him to make a statement, and he really, quite frankly, they should against a very, very, very undermanned New Orleans Saints team. But, you know, the Saints are always dangerous at home. Yeah, it's the only oh, the only hesitation, but I'm going with I'm banking on Josh Allen in this game, so I say yes. I think they win by ten or more points. Okay, so the game is decided by six or fewer points. You're going to say no. Correct. It's be more. Okay, just making sure I'm reading the language correctly. I'm going to agree with you there. You are correct. And now Josh Allen rushes for a touchdown in this game. That's our second question. Right off the bat, mm. jumping right in to the yeah, end. yeah. I I actually think he does. I think he has. I'm going to call my shot. I think he has. Over 300 total yards and three total scores, two through the air, one on the ground. Okay, because he hasn't had a rushing touchdown since week eight. I know. Okay. I'm Thank just, you. I'm just Thank throwing you. that out there. I, you are throwing it out there, and that yeah. felt that 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 felt like it it hurt. I felt the jab. Okay. But, my bad. Yeah. No, no, no. It's okay. Just, just saying. Like, it's a good stat hole. No, it's good. Yeah. On, it's relevant. On on the season, like he's only had three rushing touchdowns. I know. Un Josh Allen. Correct, which again, I'm kind of going probably hmm. why it's saying four times versus the one. Correct, correct. Um, so no, no, I, I, I understand that his involvement and his 
rushing totals haven't been the gaudy ones that we've seen in the past in particular as far as fine as as far as fine and pater but yeah um just feel like he's kind of do like again i feel like this is a josh allen kind of statement game all right would you go with your risk-free shot on this one or no mm, i don't know what the other questions are but it, it wouldn't it yes i would like to do it okay gonna do it and they're gonna hit me with some stupid kicker question where i wish i had it so a hundred percent all right the saints pass for 225 or more total yards in this game so stack out let me know what are the numbers for trevor simeon since he's been under center as far as passing yardage go on a yards per game basis because i'm actually quite interested against a bills team that gave up a lot of damage on the ground last week but Trevor Simeon without Alvin Kamara to dump it off to like, what do you think? Yeah. So in the last three weeks, he, he has had over 200 passing yards and in week 10, he got really close to the 300 yard mark, but it's just, I don't know the 225. It, I think what's kind of trying to pull you over the edge is that one game that was close to over 300 yards. I don't know that he, is able to be that consistent and that efficient with those yards because he also had two interceptions last week. Right. The only the only um, counterpoint that I want to make is I believe, like I was already kind of saying, that I think the Bills are going to win this game by more than 10 points. Mm -hmm. That should lend itself to at least opportunity, volume for throwing the football for Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Uh, so I think he'll actually hit that 225 mark. Um, it's just going to be close. I think he probably throws for like 245. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna go over 200, but I feel like he's not gonna go go over 225. Okay, then it's hey, it's your account. It's my account. It's my money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo records more total sacks than New Orleans in this game. Oh, I'm going to say no on this one. Um, no. One of the plights of, of quarterbacks that can extend plays is they like to hold the football. Um, and again, the Saints defense, not a bad unit. So I think they get after Josh Allen and, and get, get him on the ground more than the Buffalo Bills are capable of getting Trevor Simeon on the ground. Okay, I like that. That definitely, I mean, it speaks to how the Bills have been playing all season. So um, I'm, I'll agree with you there. Buffalo records more total sex than New Orleans Saints in this game. Gonna say no. On to the next one. Number five, both teams combined to score 44 or more points in this game. Yes, even though the Bills offense has not looked very good over the last <laughs> month, uh, I'll go ahead and say they, they write the ship in this game and... and and put up a put up a thirty spot, um, and then the Saints are able to put around seventeen. Yep. All right. I like that. Going to go on to the next one. Number six. Either team forces two or more turnovers in the game. This going back to how you feel about the Saints defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. And also, you already mentioned that Trevor Simeon threw two picks in yeah. one of his appearances, and even Just against last the week. Yep. And even against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he stepped in for Jameis Winston. There was a couple opportunities. One got picked by Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, in the end zone, got called back because of a bogus uh, or questionable, um, you know, roughing the passer call. So, I mean, like, he's definitely given the other opposing team a couple opportunities. So I think one of these two teams uh, are capable of, of forcing two turnovers. All right. I agree with you there. So I'm going to go, yes. Slam dunk. 
Uh. Wrong, wrong sport. Um, either team scores 17 or more points in any quarter of the game. Damn it. I knew I shouldn't have used the rest free. This is ah. weird. This is weird. Um, I'm just going to say no because that's high. I mean, that's that's high. that's three. I mean, maybe a defensive touchdown happens. That's how the kind of the wackiness can kind of take place. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 17 is a bit aggressive for one quarter. Yeah, I agree. That's too aggressive for me. No, thank you. going to go with number eight. Diggs records 100 or more total receiving yards in this game. I'm going to say no, even though he's capable of torching anybody in the NFL. Um, defense has been pretty good, uh, and in particular, you know, on the other side of the football, uh, I do like some of the Saints secondary members. So I think that they're able to at least keep Diggs in check. Um, so I, I'm going to say no. But, I mean, are you feeling like this is – if you if we feel like this is a get-right game for Josh Allen – um, certainly there's the script that could read Stefan Diggs goes for like 130 or something like that in the score. I mean, I do feel like this is a get right game, but Diggs has only had a hundred or more receiving yards in a game twice this season. Right. Yeah. Um, so just based on, and Cole Beasley's had one himself. He's had one over a hundred yard game as well. And that was in week eight. Um, I feel like he has enough weapons that not a single player has to hit over 100 yards in a single game. And scrolling through a couple other pass catchers, I mean, Dawson Knox had over 100 yards in week five. So it's kind of a smattering of one guy being the guy. Um, I don't know that it's going to be Diggs this week, not for any you know reason in particular, but if the Saints defense is going to be trying to put a hurt on one of their best weapons, it would be their best service to put that hurt on Diggs, and it would open things up for players like Beasley for Sanders and for Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, even Gabe Davis. Like, I mean, the, the, yeah. and lo look, lockdown Lattimore is a thing. Like, yeah. he's a damn good cover corner, and he's going to see his fair share of facing off against Stephon Diggs in this one. So, uh, and he, he's proven the capability to, to also shadow the opposing team's number one. So, uh, not that Diggs can't get to him, and it'll be a nice battle, but certainly yeah. Lattimore is not going to make things easy on Stephon Diggs. No, I feel I feel like they could this could should be a really fun one to watch those two duke it out. I mean, maybe it would be even one because it's prime time. Maybe someone gets, you know, flagged for taunting on one in of those. In a fight. Things. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Fight. <laughs> Throw it down. Uh, uh, no, someone gets ejected. Who knows? Why can't we get one of those questions, Winview? Someone gets ejected in this game. Yes. Better By the way, did you see that whole LeBron thing in Detroit? No. Like Isaiah Stewart, like uh, oh, one of yeah, the yeah, Pistons yeah. center, like yeah, like you know, Bron Bron hit him in the face with like his left arm and cut him yeah. open. It looked like a Rocky Balboa fight. Yeah, um, he, he just managed to hit him with the, like the sharpest part of his elbow, and he just went like this, and then it was just like he happened to hit him in the right perfect spot to like just explode his eye, and then kind of swung his arm though. Uh, yeah, he's kind of swung his arm, and yeah, I you mean, know, I you you swing your arms to get people off of you. He didn't like hit him in the head like uh, it's close it was, it I, I mean a closed fist to the face it's only lebron james who's 6'9 260 solid and yeah, i mean all look, of them are about that big it's the nba they're all huge the thing is isaiah stewart though like did you see any of the tiny. the no no he's not tiny he's built like a linebacker i mean he he, he did his best jonathan taylor impersonation on all of the training staff and his teammates and he you know it's like lebron james was, was all the way he, <laughs> lebron had his army and like 
aka his teammates in front of him, basically protecting the king. And Isaiah Stewart went full Jonathan Taylor and just tried to mow down everybody in the way. Oh, God. That was, it was really entertaining in a very weird kind of way. It was weird and like, why Why is this still escalating? This is still escalating. It's, it's still escalating? Are we done? It's not done. He's running through the hallways to try and get him in the locker room. Like, okay, this got... It, it's just really like that part in Anchorman. Well, that really escalated quickly. Like, that's just kind of how I felt by the end of all of it. I mean, it really jumped up fast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Brooke killed a guy. Anyway. <laughs> Amazing. All right, number nine. Any player records eight or more receptions in the game? I'm going to say no. Uh, I, my best guess in this game would be Stefan Diggs. And I, if we don't think he's going for a, for 100, I don't think he's catching eight balls. So, no, yeah, I'm going to say no. I mean, Cole Beasley could sneak up there if, if he has a huge day, if they decide to go in a different direction because uh, Lattimore is shadowing Stefan Diggs. They could try to get Beasley in the slot going. But um, I, eight, eight, eight's a high number. Um, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go no there as well because only twice this year has Stephon Diggs had eight or more catches in a game. So I just, I'm just going to kind of lean on the odds here and also with what you said about Lattimore, I just don't feel like he's going to have that big a game and there's so many other weapons for the Bills to get it going that it, he doesn't need to. So I agree with you there. I'm going to go with no. Hard pass. No. Nope. Last question. Buffalo rushes for more touchdowns than New Orleans in this game. Well, I think Allen's running for one to stay consistent. Um, I think that that's the only. I think that's the only one, though. Um, well, you know, here I am. I, now I got to like check myself. So I'm going to adjust my my prediction, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Allen rushes for one, but throws three, so they can actually score a decent amount of points. Because uh, otherwise, they're not really blowing out the Saints. Anyway. No. Um, Point being, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, no, they don't, because I think the Saints are going to try to run the football to to keep this one close um, and kind of take the ball out of Trevor Simeon's hands, have a little bit of balance to their game. Uh, and it says rushes for more touchdowns than New, than New Orleans. So if I think they're only going to get one on the ground, all New Orleans has to do is get one to match them. So the tiebreaker goes to New Orleans in this case, and in this case, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that as well. Just, I mean, looking at their running options as well. I mean, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary haven't necessarily blown up the running game for the Bills in any sense of the word. Um, yeah, it's just, it, I think Josh Allen's going to get a rushing touchdown, and I think that's it. And I think that the Saints are going to be able to either match or beat that as well. So, agreed there. Make prediction. All set. Guys, that's it. Yeah, we managed to get through thirty questions. That was a lot. <laughs> it was I, I a bit lengthier than I thought, but I mean, I'm, time flies when I'm talking football on the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate. It absolutely does. Yeah, same for me. And uh, you know what? I I absolutely love going through all these props as well because it forces me to think differently about my individual fantasy analysis mm -hmm. as I'm going through a game. So it, it's super fun and I enjoy going through them with you. Um, now, before we go out, have to know, because it's the question everyone wants to know, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish and what's your least favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving? I, I want to know the best and the worst. Uh, the worst, I don't get the whole craving thing with cranberry sauce. 
or cranberry. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know if that's like what you would consider like an actual side, but I, I just don't get the whole jam with cranberry sauce on, on Thanksgiving. Unintended? That's you don't least, get the jam? No, don't do that to me. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Sam. Unintended. Damn it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> no, cranberry sauce is my least favorite. And then my favorite, a little, oh, I, I don't, I, this is tough because I'm so simple when it comes to like a great homemade mashed potatoes and gravy. You know what? It's it's kind of the thing that I've heard a lot of actually, so I'm not surprised. Mashed potatoes is kind of the low key 101 for a lot of people. I think there's something about mashed potatoes the the ones that, you know, mom makes, that grandma makes that are on Thanksgiving that are just they bring a sense of home to the whole meal. They really bring it all together. Mhm. Mm yeah, I mean it's the it's the connecting tissue on my on my plate, right? You know, like I have a, sprinkle a little bit of green stuff, whether it be green green beans or, you know, broccoli casserole or whatever. Uh, but then, you know, the turkey and a little bit of ham and but it's always just right touching everything on the plate and you can scoop it with everything is mashed potatoes and gravy. So, uh. yeah. See, for that reason, gravy is probably my favorite thing because that is just like I, it, my plate becomes like a soup bowl. <sighs> with just how much gravy i cover mm -hmm. everything with and it's everything is just absolutely coated you know extra dippings there's my family goes through it so much that there's always like two gravy boats on and then there's a pot that's just like on deck ready for refills like we right. go through so much gravy it's it, you have to make extra and i think that at least in the tate household that is a hot commodity and we want to make sure too for the leftovers that you have oh, yeah. more gravy than you actually need absolutely you need to have that backup it, it's it's got to be you know ready in case you need it you know you've just woken up after being asleep for three hours and you're like i need a third or fourth helping depending on which plate you're on by the time you've had your first food coma you need the gravy on deck it's just it's got to be there who is the mashed potatoes and gravy or the gravy of your fantasy football squads in 2021. What's the Ooh. binding tissue on all of your teams? Who's the one player? Ooh, that, that is a really good question. Um, I mean, I feel like for a lot of people with multiple leagues, it's probably Cooper Cup. It's just been like the consistent, delicious gravy to an entire week. Just Even if you've had a bad week, you're looking at the side and you're like, ah, I still had you. So it's like... I feel like he's probably that connective tissue. I don't have enough shares of Cooper Cup. Um, but then maybe on the other end, I would say... Oh, man. I did not freeze the frame, I swear. I'm still thinking. No, I, I mean, for me... <laughs> we're comparing players to food. Um, yeah, but for it. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Okay. It, Debo's been my guy and I, you know, lucky enough to be able to have played the wrong hype candidate train well when it came to Brandon Ayuk being the guy that everybody had, you know, kind of pegged as a breakout player, which I think he's still going to be fine. A lot of people are going to kind of hate Brandon Ayuk for his lackluster start to this season while they're watching Debo Samuel just absolutely destroy defenses this year. But uh, yeah, Debo has been kind of the guy, the binding tissue on all of my teams. And that's why I'm doing pretty well in fantasy this year. I tell you what, man, I'm 
There you go. There you have it. Well, thanks everyone so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members-only Discord right here at drota.com. I just want to be the first to wish everyone it is 12-16 Eastern Standard Time officially. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with your family. I'm going to enjoy it with mine. Sam, you too. Happy Thanksgiving to you, you and yours. And until next time, enjoy your taters because later, says the tater. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, 